Wake up. Freedom's on the rise. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Freedom's Rising. You are participating in the rise of freedom. Today is June 9th, 2022. This is episode 11 of Freedom's Rising, and today we'll be getting into it here. Uh, Just a reminder that you can find our show on freedomsrising.live. Follow, like, subscribe, share, smash that like button. No, I'm just kidding. Isn't that the, that's the phrase, right? Smash the like button, ring the bell, hit the bell. And again, you know, we're trying to build up the platform of Freedom's Rising. We're not necessarily pimping out uh, YouTube or Rockfin or something like that. Maybe that's my mistake. But what we're trying to do is be an unstoppable force which cannot be taken down, which has no censorship and not relying on a social media platform to be able to do that. But building our own platform and then showing other people how to do the same thing. Now, there's still some robustness that needs to be built into all that, and uh, as we go, this is the Freedoms Rising podcast that you're listening to, and it goes along with the project of Freedoms Rising, and really, that's just my avenue and way to get into the vein of producing the content, but Freedoms Rising is a concept that we've talked about many times on the show. It's not just something I'm doing. It's not something Tyler Bloyer is doing in the world. We are documenting Freedoms Rising. We are covering Freedoms Rising. And we are bringing to the table people that are doing awesome things, that are participating in the event of Freedoms Rising. And there might, there's probably a lot of like black-pilled people out there that are like, what are you talking about, man? Like, Freedoms rising, everything's going to shit, the supply chain problems, we got the World Economic Forum, the global great reset, and the metaverse, and they're trying to put us in the VR, and the UN's coming for your children because they're not vaccinated, and they're gonna, you know, it's like, well, that's one way to look at it, but our minds are pretty powerful objects, and if we continue to live in darkness like that, and continue to just look at the dark side of things, then we may be just manifesting more and more of that. And if that's not what you want, then yeah, we need to be able to look at those things. And, you know, we've we've even had the Klaus Schwabenzi on the show himself to be giving the message from what the other side is doing. But again, that's sort of a false dialectic if we're opposing this side, if we're, you know, living in that dialectic of what I think people can fall into in the movement traps is that it's always the government versus this, and it's always them versus they, them, those, you know, as, as Ernest, Ernie Hancock calls it, the T3. Who are they? They, them, those that just won't leave us alone, right? That's a, a classic Ernie phrase. So I'll definitely give him credit for that. But the idea is, is that, if you know, from what I'm saying is if we just focus on, on that, then what we end up manifesting in the world might be just that. So Freedom's Rising is the idea of not just focusing on those things, but also focusing on freedom, on what people are doing in a a positive way in the world. And one of the things that I saw recently that was in alignment with that, last night I was uh, helping my wife out. We were packaging up some products for this weekend's Sholo Days event. 
in here in Sholo, Arizona. If you're around on June 11th, Saturday, go stop by, come say what's up to Alt Eats, and I'll be there assisting. I have some errands to run that day as well. Uh, coming up is Cassandra's birthday, and I might need to be doing some things while we're in Sholo to get prepared for that. Anyway, we were listening to a number of things together and uh, trying to keep it lighthearted, but I was listening to Timcast, uh, Timcast IRL, they do a podcast, and uh, you know, it's quite political, which is quite frustrating, and they, they really kind of center everything around politics, and that, to me, Tim just has his head in the sand and up his ass when it comes to seeing the solutions as only coming through. He, he uses this all argument like, well, the system is the way that it is, so you have to use the system in order to change the system, right? Instead of the R. Buckminster Fuller, you know, build a new system, let the old one fade away. He's always arguing from this, well, you have to use the current model. You have to, how are you anarchists going to protect anything if you have a problem? You know, like making the, the classical ridiculous arguments against freedom um, and a false equivocation of, of political anarchism as because that's where his mind is at, is completely in the left-right paradigm and is unwilling to see things outside of that. So it's great that he has people like Luke Radowski or Ian uh, Freeman or what, wait, no, sorry, not Ian Freeman, Ian Crossland <laughs> on there, not Ian Freeman from LRN.FM, but Ian Crossland. And because he kind of has like, a, he's way out further out perspective. And, and then Luke, you know, is more on the liberty side of things. So the problem there is that we all make mistakes, and we all have our flaws and fallacies. And people in our community, quote unquote, pick on Luke because of his reactions to COVID and other things. And also just, we are change activism in general, there was a, a lot of people getting involved back in the day that I think are kind of sour against the real solutions that were being proposed back then, you know, and, and carrying out what I think Luke does best is what, when he actually goes on site and like he did with the, the big meeting or the, the Bilderberg recent coverage that he did where he was showing up on site, trying to get in the faces of, and also just document the Bilderberg meeting, right? That, that that is a thing and that it goes on and it's another win for the conspiracy theorists that uh, were told that they were crazy for saying that this, even such a thing existed. And now it's, you know, common knowledge of, oh, yeah, of course, the Bilderberger and Davos and Klaus Schwab and the Great Reset and the World Economic Forum. Like, what do you mean? That, that stuff goes on, you know, and, and now at the World Economic Forum, they're like very open and there's lots of clips out there. And uh, we were uh, anyway, back to the, the idea was that Luke seems to be having another resurgence of liberty or something, you know, I mean, not saying he has gone away or anything, but he was pushing more and even brought up people like Jay Noon and the way they, that Jay Noon, um, and I don't know Jay personally, but I know of him through the Liberty community and his property up in New Hampshire, I want to say, where they're doing a lot of like homeschooling or, you know, axe throwing and showing kids how to handle guns properly. And they have gun church on Sundays where they, you know, properly handle the guns and then f fire them and, you know, maintain them properly. And you teach children how to, how to, you know, do things with their hands and get involved and Luke does the man camp thing, I think, where they do like manly stuff like that out in the woods, right? And but they but the point was is that Tim Cast 
is a very large show now. It's, it's reaching, I mean, Tim is putting up billboards in Times Square advertising his show, right? Because they're like, we're the new media, you know, which I, I think all that is great, like trolling the media, um, you know, changing culture from that perspective. But then you have Luke there bringing these things up and bringing people up that people are probably going to go look into. They're going to hear of these things. And I think Ernie would be proud of that, Ernie Hancock, because, you know, I know he's been talking about Jay Noon and is friends with him and has known him for a long time. And, uh, you know, this is where I'm kind of understanding this from, right? Because I don't know Jay personally, but I, I know others in the in the community and i've heard these names thrown around in our community not on this wider stage not in this big platform where now people and i think so i think that's really important that you know we have the agents of freedom going in and if we can infiltrate these larger platforms not like in a negative way infiltrate but you know network with these people and get the chance, like if if we were able to get on a Joe Rogan, if I, if even like I was thinking this morning, what would I feel like if I was able to get to the point where I could be on a Joe Rogan show and be able to give some of my opinions and thoughts? And it really makes you think, like, how tight is your shit together? Like, how do you got it? How good is your rhetoric? You know, how interesting is your life? <laughs> this is what I was thinking. Like, am I even interesting enough to, to I mean, what would I have to talk about? And you know, that's a challenge with, with this show so far as well. We're only on episode 11, um, but there's inspiration all around, and there's lots of motivation, and there's a lot of things happening. There's there's an overwhelming amount of influence and motivation in our environment and in our thoughts if we just would allow our mind to open up to it, right? And one of the ways that I've been doing that with this and in my life in general, is in, to get into the habit of some form of exercise. And I'm not like a hardcore gym goer, you know, pump pumping iron and trying to build muscle. I mean, I, I'm trying to build muscle and maintain lean muscle mass, but just getting the blood flowing, I mean, is an amazing thing. And if you can find something that you can do daily, if you can get out there, if you have a dog, you know, take the dog on a walk. That's that's my trick. I, I get, I have dogs, dogs need to go on walks. Tyler doesn't need to think too much about going and getting some exercise because you got to go take the dog out, right? It's easy. And, and then in the morning is probably one of the best times to do that. So get up early, get ready, walk around a little bit, get some coffee, get cleaned up and get out there and allow your mind to not go into a negative place, right? Now we talked yesterday about the scarcity mindset and learned helplessness and there's negative self-talk too, right? Not everybody might have the same level of it or even experience it at all. But if you're like me, there can be things that come in that, oh, you know, why are you doing this? Or you shouldn't be, or maybe you should just take today off, you know, and these thoughts that come up. And what you have to do is work through that. You have to work through those thoughts and just kind of, I mean, one way to work through them is could be like, shut up, you know, not don't be rude to yourself, but be like, silence your mind and just say, yeah, okay. Or agree with it, like, yeah, okay. And then do, go do the thing that you need to do anyway. Like, oh, well, I don't want to do the, the podcast today. And why do I, I have a, I have a job and I've been working all night. I worked like 14 hours yesterday and I, I could just go on a walk and take it easy today. And it, it's like, yeah, okay. And then go do the podcast anyway, right? Like neutralize that thought and then go do the thing that you need to do anyway. Oh, that's hard. I don't know. I don't want to do the business. I don't want to work tonight. 
and then just say, yeah, okay, and go, go walk around for a little bit and then come do, back and do the thing anyway, right? Win the battle of that mind that's creating negativity, that's creating resistance, and just plow through it. And I'm, I'm talking to myself as much as anyone else here, but that's a technique that I've used and it's had tremendous value and effect is just work, th- work through the thoughts and say, yeah, okay, and then say, yeah, but I'm not going to give up on that thing and I'm going to go do it anyway. But if, if there is a roadblock of that coming up in your mind. But anyhow, so that was sort of a highlight of the week or the uh, Liberty highlight of the week. If I had the clip prepared i probably should do that as uh when i hear things like that that need to go into the show i'll pull the clip and put it in and people would think well why wouldn't you just do that and prepare better and have it well i have this show timed where i'm going to sit down i try to do it at the same time on the days that i do which is currently falling into looking like monday through thursday and then execute the show and have it out that day so having a clip prepared is nice, but if the time has come to start recording and the clip is not there, then, well, that might fall into a, another episode or we'll have to come up at another time. But that leads us into, you know, preparing ahead of time, right? Getting prepared and having space so that things don't become panic and things don't become pressure. And I think it's a good time to think about that in our lives right now and always, especially though, since like post 2019, leading into 2020, 2021, 2022, we saw the the market basically give up, give out in early 2020 with all the panic going on. And I think that freaked a lot of people out and got a lot of people into action and got a lot of people looking into buying extra food, looking to, you know, have a generator on hand, other things like that. Basics. And in Salt Lake City, you know, there was like a an earthquake. I think it was in May of 20... No, no, it was like March or April of 2020. And, you know, at that time, there was a heightened amount of panic going on already, And then you had like this small earthquake, which to us was quite large. It was felt across the valley. And that's where I used to live with Salt Lake City. My wife and I had already planned to move out of the state long before all this was going down. But I remember sitting in front of a sportsman's warehouse, which is sort of like the sporting goods store out here at like 7 a.m. in the morning before they opened up. And there was a line of people outside the morning after this had happened. And... That wasn't as strange because there had been people panic buying and toilet paper and everything like that. I remember, you know, standing in lines to go inside a Costco was a thing already. So seeing a huge group of people outside of the sporting goods store, you know, wasn't that big of a deal. And I was kind of tired. I think I was on the phone with somebody and we were waiting outside the door and it opened up and everybody went straight for the ammunition and guns section. And that was, you know, that made sense when I saw it, but it was also kind of like, it was a little bit, you know, just like bizarre or, you know, it was a twilight zone-y, like, wow, this is really, (laughs) 
Like, cause that's where people's minds were at, right? Like not just self-defense, but like who knows? And when it's all unknown and who knows, and you're responsible for protecting your family. Now, what I went straight for that day was a generator. I had been, you know, not thinking out far enough to have backup power, right? And if you don't have backup power, like you're not very self-reliant at all. You don't have any days of self-reliance set up if you don't have any backup power, right? How how self-reliant are you if you're reliant completely on the grid for all emergencies? Now, most emergencies are, are not going to last that long. So now that you have a generator, right? Or if now that I have one, had one at that time, I have now have two and I have maintained them. And, you know, it's it's a good skill to know how to learn and operate small engines and maintain them through winters and keep them operating and be able to store gas and maintain them. But that happened, luckily, it it was in a time of panic, which is what we don't want to do, right? So that's a good example of what not to do. Don't be a guy in a line hoping there's a generator inside the store. And it was like the last one. I remember I pulled off like the display box that had the big price tag on it was the only one left. And it was an open frame generator. Like it was, I, 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 was just sort of in the mind of at the time of I just need this right now and I'm going to buy it. <laughs> Looking into it further and I had always wanted a camping trailer and I knew that in the next few years we'd be getting a camping trailer and so I knew the generator would pair up with that until I could get solar going and all that. So it wasn't completely you know just out of panic at the time like I was looking at this is item is something I need and it's going to benefit our ability to be more self-reliant and also you know, when I get the camping trailer, we'll be able to use that to charge up the batteries when we're out and about until we get solar hooked up. Now, open frame generator, big mistake, right? You don't want to uh, use an open frame generator for camping. You want to get a inverter generator, a, a super quiet one, right? So you could go to Harbor Freight and get yourself a $800, uh, 3500 Predator super quiet with a warranty for three years so that if something goes wrong with it, Harbor Freight's open all the time. There's one near us that's an hour away that I can go get a replacement, which we actually already did once last year during camping where there were some problems that went wrong with that inverter generator. And I was able to go exchange it out that day, the next day while we were in the mountains camping and have, and be back out with the quiet generator. And everybody, just so you know, everybody always says, well, that generator is so quiet and it has this economy mode too, where it'll use like a higher, uh, it'll use a different mixture in the fuel ratio and it causes it to run at a much quieter uh, setting. And it's, it's really amazing. I mean, you can stand right next to it and be talking with your, with your kid or whatever. And like, it's there, you can hear it, but it's really quite, uh, quiet (laughs) Uh, that generator so anyway i mean i think you'd go with a honda if you had the money you can pair them up together with a cable that gives you twice the power and then you have two generators i think if i had like no no problem with funds and i could just buy whatever i wanted that's how i would go is get the two hook them up together now you've got twice the power if you need it or you have two generators if one fails and that's you can do that with those super quiet generators as well But, you know, this is something to think about. And when you have a family and 
you're responsible for keeping people warm and safe and happy and healthy. And, you know, even more so now living out more rural, luckily, we haven't had a lot of power issues. But if there are power issues, we can fire up these generators and start to at least, you know, do what we need to do to operate some heaters, if you know, or you'd probably rather have like a propane heater or a kerosene heater. But if you had to have an electric heater running on a generator, which isn't very efficient, you know, more you'd want to run like charging a battery, a deep freezer, or maybe even your computers if you need to get some work done, right? So that is a way of looking at it. And, and then the, the next step, getting solar and being prepared to have a passive way to generate power as well. Uh, for And then, you know, with the camping trailer, I can do that. And then maybe even repurpose those solar panels to do something like power something in the home if needed while the camping trailer is just sitting there. And then the camping trailer itself is utility in itself for being able to travel. So let's say things go really sour. Now the camping trailer can be used to go mobile and still have power and still have, uh, you know, the ability to produce energy and produce uh, warmth and produce a place to cook and be able to, you know, get out of the weather or whatever the problem is. But mostly it's just for spending time with the family out in nature and learning how to operate a camping trailer is like a whole school in itself. Like someone needs to create a course that you can go through and just learn all about how to operate a camping trailer. You know, I mean, this thing has been a lot of work, but a lot of enjoyment that we get out of it as a family as well. So Anyhow, the point that we were trying to make is now's a good time to get ahead of upcoming problems. So how much food do you have on the shelves to get you through a two-week to three-month emergency, let's say? Because if you don't even have the two-week, let's start there, right? Let's go do it today. Just while you're at the store, start buying extra food each time that you're there and start stocking the shelves. Because I could tell you just like I felt back when I didn't know exactly why or what or when was coming and I needed that generator, you should be having the spidey senses right now of the same thing of, of, I don't know exactly, you know, how much food we're going to need, but I'm going to get some extra food, right? I don't know exactly how much extra gasoline I'm going to need, but seeing as the price is continually going up and if there is any sort of sideways emergency or power outage and you need to operate the generators or, you just need that extra fuel to put in your own vehicle, let's say, to get somewhere because the gas stations are backed up or they're lined out or, you know, they have no gas left or the price is now $10 or something crazy like that. Then if you buy, if you bought gas three months ago, that is now, yeah, maybe if you don't have additives in it and it's starting to become unstable, three months is about a good time to just put it in your vehicle and go fill it up again, Right. This is a system I'm going to put in place and we'll talk more about as I get it more built out. But um, now that we've got the primary generator, backup generator, and some fuel, I want to add more fuel to that. So now that every time I go get gas, I'll just bring extra five gallons, dump it in the tank if it's a little bit older, burn that up in the vehicle, get you know another five-gallon gas tank while I'm out and about, fill them both up, come home, tag them what date they were. And now I have a process for having plenty of gasoline, you know, to, to operate off of, should there be a problem, simple things like this, we should be doing, especially now that, you know, we know something's brewing, we know things are coming. So let's go get prepared. Let's get out and get it ahead of time. 
and not just all, oh my God, I just sit here and think about what's going to happen and not do anything about it. I hope you're not in that position. I hope that this is something that you don't need to hear, right? But I felt it was important to just sort of, you know, generate that energy around these these ideas because a lot of people might not think that it's important to focus on those things and it feels like prepping or you're you're trying to hoard things, you're buying too much toilet paper or something. No, like rather than run out of toilet paper when the toilet paper problem happens again or whatever the problem is, just buy an extra thing of toilet paper each time you go to the store now and put one away, put it in the attic or whatever. So that we're not freaking the the fuck out when we have a problem with the food supply or with the toilet paper supply or with the gasoline. These are things that we can get out in front of and we have no excuse not to at this moment in time, right? While things are still not completely gone sideways. But we are in this slow collapse, right? We're in this slow, drawn out, slow motion economic collapse which is inevitable and is bringing in, right, the Great Reset. And so that situation is not something that is a conspiracy anymore. I mean, it's right in your face. There's books about it written by the people that are doing it. <laughs> right up in your face about it. And, you know, they're pretty clear about how it's going to look. And it's not going to be pretty for those that aren't prepared or that those that can't resist will just fall right in line with whatever the agendas are. We've already seen that. And so these things don't only help you prepare for a disaster and emergency, but they give you power to decide how you want to live your life when someone tries to use a resource to control you, like a paycheck or toilet paper, right? Oh, you got to have these passports and all this stuff to come in this store, like go to hell. No, I don't. We have it all over here. We have our own market set up. We have our own, you know, gas stations. We have our own, you know, supply chain with the local market and the wider community even. It doesn't need to just be local. That's, a, I think, I get the whole buy local, support local, support, you know, local businesses and stuff. But guys, that's not, that's not how the world necessarily works. That's not how your world works. That's not, I bet you how, that's not how your coffee supply chain works. That's not how your oil supply chain works. It's not bought and local. We we do need systems of commerce that are not just local, obviously. And with the population hopefully growing and expanding, those things need to grow and expand along with the population. So it can't just be local. But the point is, is make the local systems really sustainable and thriving. And then, yeah, you have external inputs, but then as external inputs might have a problem, the local economy, the local community, the local market could start to come together and fill the gaps where needed, or at least be able to resist and persist through harder times and times where the government is, you know, becoming tyrannical with their edicts. We can resist and stand up against that if we have a strong you know, barter network or trade network set up locally, or even just, you know, the ability to exchange with people still on a local level. Obviously, it's important. It's it's a microcosm, macrocosm thing. But I think in this case, that the, the ideas and the concepts do start locally on a smaller level, and then we spread them out from there. But this is a teaching by example thing. We have to lead by example. And it's not enough to just know or to say or to get on and rant or to 
you know, try to wake your neighbor up or whatever, or, you know, bothering your coworker about why he's not awake when you don't have some of those first things that we were just talking about set up for your own self, you know, for your own resilience and just basic things that people need to do in life to prepare for a, a problem that comes up in life. You know, you don't even need to be worried about what the World Economic Forum is doing in the Great Reset. That, let's set that aside. People have problems, people have issues that come up in life, there's health problems that happen, there's car accidents that happen, there's uh, job loss that happens, there's economic downturn and layoffs, there's uh, mental issues, there's times where you need to, you just need a break, uh, there's, there's um, times when you need to be prepared to bring in a new member of the family, you know, having a child where you're focus and attention shifts and changes and you need to have systems set up to be able to help you through times that come up in life just in general not not necessarily you know an asteroid is going to hit the planet or an emf or we're going to have this major sweeping power outages and the power will never come back on like these things are so far out and unlikely to happen in your lifetime that it's more likely that you're you're it's actually you know, probable and very likely that you'll have one of the other types of problems in your life that comes up. And you'll need to mitigate that at the time that it happens with, you know, being prepared. And so I don't know, I, I lost my track track with teaching by example. But if you're focusing on these bigger things that you can't control with the Federal Reserve System and all these, you know, bigger problems that we do need to address, but we haven't even addressed our own shit in our own house with our own under our own roof. That's a problem. And we have to start there. It has to start small with yourself. So maybe another good example is like, instead of worrying about, uh, you know, Bill Gates's next monkeypox max mass vaccination problems, and the, the mandates that are going to come down with this and, you know, exposing that. Do you have a backup hard drive in your computer? Right? Is your data being backed up? Are you taking seriously the d data on your computer and having a backup plan in place for a problem that's going to happen one day where your hard drive crashes or your SSD or your NVMe drive? has a problem and we don't even have a backup for our own computer, but we're worried about what's happening with, you know, Joe Biden and his uh, mental breakdown and collapsing the country into a wasteland, which is very concerning, but let's, you know, start on the small level and show people how to be prepared and how to, thrive through emergencies or problems or life in general as it comes up in our own life. And then as we build these redundancies and build out our own way of fighting against the system by being prepared and resilient, now we can start to explain to people how we can have more freedom in our lives or how we can fight the system, right? But if we're not even prepared in our own lives enough to take care of our own shit, or, or clean your own room. You know, you start with cleaning your own room. And it's very concerning that they're trying to tell us what pronouns to call each other. It's highly concerning. You, you know, but again, 
with the Jordan Peterson would say, clean your own room first, right? And what I would say is it starts in between the temples, right? You, you, you have to get your own house cleaned up first in your mind, get your own shit straight first, and then teach by example to others how to live life in the way that you think that they should live their life. Don't go try to have arguments with people about what you understand and go try to explain to everybody all the things that you did to wake up and how maybe if they just did it too, that they they could see the things the way you do, that that's not going to work at all. What they'll do is resist what you're saying. They'll already have their mind made up about whatever it is, about vaccines or about the food supply or you know people poisoning the water or putting fluoride in the water, whatever it is. You're not going to convince them they're on the spot. You're not going to change their mind. And this is not 100% the case because I've actually taken time over years of pounding thing, not pounding, but like grinding away at being patient and waiting for someone to ask a question and dropping the little bit of clue about this or, you know, nudging someone on 9-11 to see where they're at, see how awake they are. That's kind of like my litmus test. If I sense that someone's sort of hip to it or awake to things, I start with, yeah, so what do you think about September 11th? You know, what was all that about? You know, something I'll just, what, you know, do you believe that what the media told us is true or like the mainstream narrative of what the government and media fascistic corporation, corporate fascist entity octopus told us to believe that day? what happened the official story and then kind of leave it there and and you'll see really quick where they're at right because only asleep people still don't understand that what happened that day isn't what we're being told and we've been lied to and you can look into it like not even for that long and start to realize that that there are so many little things that don't make sense if you try to make it fit into the the mainstream narrative but if you're willingly, willful asleep person who willfully chooses not to be awake and willfully wants to hide and run from the truth, you, you won't allow any of that information in. That's how the human mind works. People think that you can just give someone freedom, give them the truth, and then they'll understand and they'll take it on board and the, oh, thank you so much for waking me up. And they're going to give you a big hug and it's going to be, that is not how it works, folks, at all, at all. And I learned this the hard way. So that is not how we teach people. That is not how they learn. They want to see you living your life and lead by example and thrive, right? Have a great life. Don't just be an honorary asshole about it either all the time and so upset about how the world is and get up here and bang on the desk and yell into the microphone and, oh, look at me and how mad I am about this, right? That's also not living by example. Who the hell wants to wake up to being like that and live a miserable life, right? And push people away from you and not having a thriving, beautiful, happy family that's in spite of the tyranny and in spite of all the things going on in the world, still able to resist, be happy, say, fuck you, no thank you to all the shit they're trying to offer us with the Great Reset and thrive in spite of all that. That's what we need to be doing. So set your goals. You know, look at the larger picture of what we're talking about here, of what's possible for humanity at this point. 
that we have such a great opportunity. And I do believe when I was talking about black people, black people, black pilled people earlier, and black pilled means that you didn't take necessarily the blue pill or the red pill, but instead you took a red pill that turned into a tumbling down the rabbit hole black pill. And oh my God, everything's so bad that we can't do anything about it, guys. And we're not going to be able to make it. You know, I don't think that's true. I think that that's the way that evil and that's the way that they want to make it look right now. Cassandra calls it flexing. You know, they're just flexing on you. That's what they're doing. They're trying to make you think that. Like, oh, I guess we better just buy the grasshoppers then, man, because it's going down the tubes and fuck my 401k and fuck everything else because it's all going to shit. And I'm not saying that you should have a 401k. Uh, that's and, and I'm not going to say any shoulds with people's financial situation that, you know, your financial situation is your financial situation. The point I was making is that people will do r- radical things like take their their plan that they've had planned for their whole life. And suddenly, like if they go through this like awakening process and become blackpilled, they like drop it all, screw up their whole life, run away from everything and go live out in the in the middle of nowhere and like uh you know i've achieved freedom being all alone and depressed and hating the world or they're just in general like poisoning the well around them with people that are maybe more positive or more freedom oriented so we can have a goal of fixing these things that are going on on the planet that are creating human suffering and human slavery it's not going to happen overnight and that is if that doesn't animate you, if that doesn't make you excited to get involved and get active, then you, you're still not quite there yet because there's so much work to do that we, we, we can find what we can do in this world to fix the problems and get to it. And then those goals that we set, that we drive towards, that we end up maybe shifting a little bit or the target shifts a little bit, but the bigger goal of human freedom for all, right, of freeing the planet, from mental slavery, from human slavery, from the systems that are no longer serving and haven't served us and wiping these things off of the planet and fixing those kinds of problems. That is something we can participate in and get excited about. And so the long-term trajectory, you may not be there right now, but you can align a vision of how you might be there and how you could get there and you can work towards that. And you can end up living in right livelihood. You can align those things. Those things can be fixed in your life. You can have a way that you're not participating in the system, but you're also thriving and surviving, not just surviving, but you know, taking care of the basic needs of your responsibilities and also able to achieve way more than that and live in right livelihood and have a vocation that makes sense for you. So that all, all that can happen. And it doesn't happen overnight, but it does take diligence and it don't waste your time trying to tell other people all about all the little things that you know until you're implementing the solutions in your life and until you're living it yourself. And that's, you know, what we call living in right livelihood or living in vocation. You're not just an occupation. You're not just a network engineer, right? Like myself, you're not just these things. You're way more than that. And there's a way you can live your life that you're speaking the truth being the truth, living the truth, and then people will want to know more about how you do what you do, and they'll want to learn from you, and they'll want to know your opinion on things. 
but it's not going to happen by, you know, ruining a Thanksgiving dinner because so-and-so doesn't understand how, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G with the, with the problems of the world, right? That's not how we lead by example. That's just being an asshole, you know, essentially. If you want that relationship with that person to, to be good, try having normal conversations with them. Try learning more about what they're interested in. You know, try, try listening and being a good person to them. It, but if you don't want that relationship with that person, then that's it. You don't need to, you know, bother with that uh, problem of like what they don't understand and how you understand it better. It's like, well, then show them. Then show people that you do. And show them that you can still have a great life and, and understand these things and not be a black-pilled person, but be, I don't know, um, you know, red-pilled, but with a tinge of positivity, <laughs> you know, with a tinge of we can do this. And, uh, you know, I think those people are the most interesting because they are able to still proceed on and not just be in negativity and do what they need to do. And it's not like we need to be happy and, you know, running around and, you know, th through rosy fields of meadows all the time. That's, that's, it's hard work too. There's hard work and there's days where it doesn't feel fun and it's not easy and things aren't going to be, you know, given to you because you've changed your mind around in this way where you're able to see the positive light or whatever. There's still days where it's a grind and hard and you don't want to do the thing, but you still have to do it, right? But let's align that with a, with a goal of an endpoint of, you know, really doing the solutions and implementing the things that can fix the problems in a way that makes sense in your life and that you can you can maintain and fulfill without having to having to right cassandra without having to you been you been having to i tell you what boy what if i talk like this does that help out anyway guys reason i'm being a little goofy is because i gotta wrap up today i gotta get going we will be back next week uh, I have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to start integrating some of the ideas I have upcoming for Freedoms Rising on the back end, and then we'll have a show out on Monday, and uh, the next weekend after that, I have some plans which might throw off the schedule a little bit, but everyone have a great weekend. Reach out to me, Tyler at TylerBlowyer.com if you have any questions. Uh, thank you for supporting the show and sharing this around if you feel like it's helpful for those uh, that you know, go ahead and try to go wake people up, man, by sharing my information with them. No, just, just if you can, if you like the show, one big way to support it is to help other people find it. It's not, you know, what I was just ranting about. Anyway, we'll leave it there. Everyone have a wonderful day and we'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to Freedoms Rising.